Welcome to the Living Fear Free Podcast. I am your host, Dee Price, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Today, we are on episode 15 in our 30-episode series on Living Fear Free. So I said yesterday that you have a blood-bought right to live a life without fear. God himself commanded us to fear not. Those of you who have children, let me ask you, do you want them to live their lives in fear? If you've experienced fear in any way, you know that's not something you want for your kids, who you love deeply. So why in the world would your father want you living in fear? Living in terror of something from someone that he sent his firstborn son to defeat and to destroy his works. John 3.8 says, For this reason was the Son of God made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Fear is a work of the devil. So the question I would ask is, did Jesus come? Scripture says that he perfectly pleased the Father. He did everything that the Father sent him to do. And since he did everything that the Father sent him to do, then we should believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. So another question I would ask then is, why are those works showing up in the lives of God's children? My answer to that would be because most of us, most of us, his children, don't have a firm grasp on exactly what it is that we have a right to, those things that Jesus shed his blood to redeem us from. Psalm 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I once asked a question of some people. Um, I asked them, have you ever heard your pastor say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so? And they answered yes. So then I asked, well, what did the congregation say when he said that? Some said that they say amen. Some reply, I am redeemed. Some say the word so, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, they reply so. No one said that they reply with what they have been redeemed from. The people of God have not been thoroughly taught that you have been redeemed from sickness and disease. You have been redeemed from poverty and lack. You have been redeemed from depression. You have been redeemed from stress. You have been redeemed from fear. You have been redeemed from SARS. You have been redeemed from MS, from lupus, from ALS. You've been redeemed from cancer. The devil keeps introducing more and more things that we've never had to deal with before to bring fear, to keep our minds focused on horrible things so that these things grow larger than the word of God. And it's time for us to change our focus. They've got something now, some sort of flesh-eating disease. I'm like, come on, y'all. We've been redeemed from this stuff. You have a right to not walk in fear of any of the things that he has produced on this earth that are scaring people. Many people find it hard to believe that God does not want them living their lives in fear or living their lives without having to suffer with sickness and disease because they don't have a revelation of just how much God loves them. 1 John 4.19 says, We love him because he first loved us. You know, there's a scripture that talks about loving God with all your mind, heart, soul. There's no way we can do that. If you go to a movie, then you're not loving God with all your mind, heart, and soul because your mind is focused somewhere else. Um, If you sit down with family and friends to enjoy 
a deep dish pizza. Well, y'all are enjoying the deep dish pizza. Most of the time, you're not focused on your love of God. We love him because he first loved us. We can't love unless he teaches us how to love, unless we get a revelation of exactly how deep his love is for us. And because we don't have that revelation, it's hard for us to believe that he does not want us walking in fear, that he has redeemed us from sickness and disease. Romans 8.31 and 32 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 34 says, It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. He is praying for us. He is interceding for us because of his love. 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, in tribulation, in distress, in persecution, in famine, in nakedness or peril or sword, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of God is in Christ Jesus. When you feel something in your body and the devil whispers lies telling you it's some sort of disease, You take the word of God from 1 Peter 2.24 and say, no devil, Jesus himself took whatever it is that he has whispered in your ear, whatever that thing is. Jesus himself took that and bore my infirmities and with his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. Not I am healed. Well, you are am, but I was, you were healed. Isaiah 53.3 through five talks about by his stripes, you are healed. But that was before Jesus was born, crucified and raised from the dead. Isaiah was looking towards the cross. Jesus had not already come. We are living after the cross. So these things have already been done. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. I can say that because let's take a quick look at Luke 4. Uh, In Luke 4, starting at verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So he opened the book to Isaiah 61 and began to read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He then closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. 
And he began to say to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He began to say to them, because they didn't let him finish. They became offended and they tried to kill him by pushing him off a cliff. We might have become fearful, but to Jesus, it was no thing. He was hidden in the shadow of the Almighty God. He walked right past him and kept it moving, which brings me back to Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is your prayer of protection. There are lots of scripture in the word of God that we can use as our protection. But Psalm 91 is like 16 little individual prayers. It's your prayer of protection. I personalize it and I pray it like it's finished because Jesus said it's already done. So I pray it like it's already done. I do this because the word of God speaks to end from the beginning and we were created in his image and likeness to do the same thing. I don't pray asking God to do the things that he said he's already done. I operate from the standpoint that it is already done. So when I pray Psalm 91, I pray it like this. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I am secure and I rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. I say of you, Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God, and my trust is in you alone. You have delivered me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. You have covered my family and I with your feathers, and under your wings do I trust. Your truth is my shield and buckler. I am not afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made you, Lord, my refuge, even the most high my habitation, there is no evil that shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For you, Father, have given your angels charge over me and my family to keep us in all of our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our feet against a stone. You have given me the authority to tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon do I trample underneath my feet. Because I have set my love upon you through Jesus, you have delivered me. You have set me on high because I know and understand your name. I have a personal knowledge of your mercy, your love, and kindness, and I trust and rely on you, knowing it is written that you will never forsake me. Whenever I call upon you, you answer me. You are with me in trouble. You deliver me and honor me. With long life, you satisfy me according to your word and show me your salvation. Father, I place your hedge of protection around me and my family as I plead the blood of Jesus over myself and each one of my loved ones. And in this little space right there, I name my loved ones. I praise and give you glory for the same way we safely leave our home today is the same way we return home. I cast out fear and trust you completely for you perform your word in our lives. And I pray this in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Your Bible is God speaking directly to you, and this is how you take the word that he's already spoken and return it back to him. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I've sent it to do, and it shall prosper in the thing where which I please. This is how you return his word. His truth is your shield and buckler. We're not done, apparently, with Psalm 91 yet. We will dig some more into it in our next podcast. But until then, this is Dee Price thanking you for joining me today and reminding you that God has made provision for you to live a fear-free life. Until next time, bye.